0: Adam yeah uh what's up bro why coming, not me bro well because we got bro in the title I, I, I was a little leery of using that term but I, I just wanted to try it out and see if it still works cool bro all right bro all right bro
1: I'm Adam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening
0: to You'll Hear It, Bruh. A podcast about listening and playing music better, bruh.
1: <laughs> now we, we switch from bro to bruh. Well,
0: that's because we were in New Orleans bruh. all week. And bro is not used, but bruh is. Did you discover that while we were there?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> much about that trip, but yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, bruh. Yeah, that's how bruh. we say it there. So, um, yeah. So, what's happening today?
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Open Studio. Go to OpenStudioJazz.com. Hey, check out our all-access pass. If you're a pianist or a multi-instrumentalist, it has every course we've ever made from people like Peter Martin, Jeffrey Kieser, and then people who aren't pianists like Christian McBride, Diane Reeves, Gregory Hutchinson, Yes, like me... I play a little guitar as well as piano, so I've learned a ton from Homero Lubombo and Peter Sprague on their awesome guitar courses. And I know that we have a lot of people who are maybe primarily a pianist or primarily a drummer, and they play a little piano. The all-access pass could be what you need.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of folks don't realize because we didn't used to include these kind of courses, but now we have truly... Uh, beginner secondary instrument types of courses even from the masters like romero lubombo with the um, bossa nova jumpstart i'll tell you guitar.
1: What, that is an awesome
0: course oh, i was man. showing my dad over christmas and yeah. he was like
1: what
0: yeah i mean you could really i mean if you have a guitar and know how to tune it up yeah you can be playing bossa nova and if you get a plane ticket to rio de janeiro you can be walking on impanima beach as you play an authentic now what's the city It's called? a short case
1: what's the city called again
0: Rio de Janeiro. Oh, that's not how you and said I, it. The first I, time. I, I was trying to get fancy, but it,
1: I didn't say it correctly either time. You I know. was so now. funny. Yeah. Uh, so go to openstudiojazz.com and check out the all access pass for every chorus from all the instruments. And go to kayak.com to book your ticket to Rio <laughs> de Janeiro. Let's do it, man. All right. Oh, you'll hear it live in Rio? Oh, come on now. Oh, from the beach. Buddy?
0: Uh, actually, LeBlanc Beach is my favorite there. There's Copacabana, there's Rio de Janeiro. They all kind of connect, but LeBlanc is, is kind of the. Anyway, I digress. Seven favorite beaches for you'll hear it live broadcast. <laughs> we could do it. So uh, what, what what are we talking
1: about? Do you even target notes, bruh? Yeah, I thought it was just kind of a funny title. This is a speak pipe from Lewis.
0: Hi, guys. Uh, my name's Lewis. I'm from London, England. And uh, my question is about goal or target notes and how you're going to be using them in your solos and how to ensure that you're creating a really um, melodic uh, and true solo, assuming that you've understood the form completely and um, how you're thinking about it when you're actually constructing a solo am i going to land on the third now am i going to land on the fifth and uh, to ensure that it sounds um, intentional and complete as opposed to just playing random notes within the scale or arpeggio um, that'd be great i'd really be interested in uh, hearing your guys opinions about it thanks a lot
1: well thank you lewis that's a great question i don't think we've ever had anybody ask that question before No,
0: and I mean, I think that, you know, it's interesting because we talk about this, certainly go through some of this in the lessons, but I don't think this is a huge, it's one of those areas where it's not a huge part of what we practice and preach or at least talk about, but it is a big part of our playing and and a lot of players play. I mean, really, it's just a big part of music and it's such a, there's a couple different ways to look at it If, if you're kind of more inclusive of what you consider a target note every phrase we ever play has some kind of target note of course um but i think that you know having a little bit more granular strategies on how we would think about these, I would just say, because that was part of his of Lewis's question about how we think about it, I think this definitely falls into the general area of something good to think about sometimes when we practice, mm-hmm. certainly good to think about when we're transcribing listening listening and um, but maybe not something as much to be thinking about as we're
1: improvising. I right? was just going to say that same thing I think I think really this this goes, comes down to listening and getting these sounds in your head like I'm. I don't think I'm ever thinking about like, and now I'm going to end this phrase on the third. It's more that I'm hearing, you know, a melody in my head and, and it just naturally wants to gravitate towards the third, if that's the case. Or I naturally want to start on the ninth for my line. Because I know that gives some kind of ambigui- amb- ambiguity, ambiguity. Yeah. A- ambiguity. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but it's not something I'm conscious of. It's not yep. like, okay, I want to be ambiguous here. So I'm going to start on the night. That's really just Ooh, a f- I like, you went to your ambiguous uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of shifty. <laughs> no, but it's really more just like, that's what I'm feeling. I'm not, I'm actually, I'm not trying to think about it at all. Yeah. I'm, trying, I'm not trying to think about anything. I'm just trying to play how I'm feeling play what I hear. But I think it's an interesting thing to think about as a, as a intellectual exercise off, off the bandstand of like, yeah. What do these target notes mean? What do they feel like? I think that could be a very productive thing. Like if you end a phrase, let's say you end a phrase that ends on the tonic, right? And you end that phrase on the fifth. That's a little bit. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a resolute ending right. to a phrase. That that demands some kind of answer, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, because it's just. I mean, it's it's a. It, implicit in that is the dominant. Right. The five. Even right. though it's in the melody,
1: even you would ending. think it wouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm always resolve. wanting to go to the exactly. to the tonic for to, for resolution, and even
0: more so. And I, I really think it's because that that five one is it's just so instilled in us. Because even if you end on like the major seven, yeah, you know, you would think, oh, that's not a stable thing. It wants to resolve up, but yep. not necessarily depending on how you do. Yeah, yeah. And um, but I think two like another way I'd like to just sort of frame this is target notes and how to use them in solos. Um, no matter where you're targeting, learn about what it's. Sounds like to end, and and look, the target is the end of a phrase normally, Uh, but always remember that the rhythm and then certainly the underlying harmony and that relationship between those three things is going to have a huge difference. So there's like a way to go to the fifth to make it, you know, and how you voice it and stuff like there's so many different variables. We never want to get so, um, you know, sort of binary in our way or, or just solitary in our way of thinking about a target. Oh, this sounds this way, because if we do it. With a like a different rhythmic,
1: you know, displacement or something that can make it sound totally different. Of course, all these
0: things work together, as always.
1: Yeah, and it's not even that it's like, um, you you like you said like you'd be actively targeting as you're improvising, but you can practice you know sort of starting phrases on a target note because that does change maybe the whole vibe of what the phrase you're about to play will be. Like if I if I'm playing a two five and I start the phrase on the thirteen of that two. It's way different than if I started it on the tonic of the two. Yeah. Ooh, but if, when you're starting, it's not really a target note. But you are, it is a little bit. Is it? Because uh-huh. it's, you're, you're thinking... I'm just thinking about it like you're thinking about the tonality of, of wherever you are in your melodic line. And for me, it's hearing oh, okay. it. So I do think about... I would think about that as a target. And that doesn't mean that's the first... Actually, it doesn't mean that it's the first note of the phrase. Right. Like, my target could be that 13, but it could be... Yep. and that's really da, 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 that's where my phrase is really yep. beginning yeah, yeah. like that's a setup kind of as a setup and I'm, I'm always thinking whenever I do think about ta- and it, you know for
0: me when I was kind of first learning to play a lot of this stuff I don't think I I don't think that the the, the I don't know maybe if the phrase was used I just didn't wasn't exposed to a target node, so it's always been a little bit of a funny thing like you know when you don't learn something at the time you learn how to play something yeah when you don't learn the terminology or the theory behind it yeah you always feel a little bit ignorant of it even if you have a you know and, and so I'm never quite sure but at a certain point, I did think about it in terms of like target notes, even like on bebop stuff, be do do boo but like in the middle of a phrase where you're oh, yeah. surrounding it. Like, but, but I guess that's more enclosures.
1: That's enclosures, and you could do that but too. But you're targeting. You something, have a right? target note, like so. If if uh, F is our target, you can surround it, you know, via half steps, all kinds of ways. And bebop too, I think, is especially you could think about. I, I used to do exercises like this of targeting the strong chord tones yep. on the beat, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. And that's what I was talking about. The rhythm and the melody really starting to like be important when, when you're targeting on the beat on the, or on the upbeat. That's definitely something you can practice. You yep. can
1: practice trying to run lines and trying to line up the strong core tones on the beat or trying to line them up off the beat. Both are valid. Yeah, and you can take the same phrase and just displace it by
0: a half of a beat, like an eighth note over, and, and, and really get a feel for that, how different that is. But also, you can add one note into a phrase too, because that offsets it there, like a passing tone.
1: I remember a teacher once telling me that I really needed to work on how I ended phrases and that it would unlock a bunch of stuff. And I think they were totally right because think about how many intermediate players you hear, and like they're maybe playing some stuff and there's an idea developing, and they end the phrase in like kind of a whack way. Yes. Instead of on solid ground. So, you know, you might practice different ways of ending a phrase, not that any way is actually right or better than the other, but there are definitely ones that feel strong.
0: Yeah, and I think that kind of thing is not even, it's, it's almost never just the fault of the target note Yeah, what you're talking about. Like, so, you know, it's not like, oh, that phrase sounded whack because you ended on the 13th. It's like that combined with the beat you ended on, yeah. like, combined with how you got to that Right, target. it could have
1: been yeah. totally cool ending on the 13th, yeah. I mean, but you I didn't think, set it up right. I think, actually, any of the
0: 12 notes of the well tempered cl- um, scale, Isn't yeah, that you, you almost said clavier, Cla- <laughs> clavier. Das ist gut. Oh, boy. Um, but you know, I think any of them potentially could work really on any chord for sure. I mean, it's it's more difficult certain ones, and you have to alter some of the harmony, but if you're paying attention to the rhythm and the harmony as a, as well as because we think about target notes it's very easy to get locked into just the melodic quality of how you're getting there but and then also you know the harmony where it is vertically once you get to that place like what is the chord like where we started um, but it's really such a combination of and that's where really where it's fun and i think a lot of times like you were saying your teacher saying you know didn't like the way you were ending phrases or bringing that to your attention i've i've done that too and i've been very critical of my own playing and i think a lot of times that's less about the target note as opposed to, like, how you're getting to the target note. And so, like, sometimes if you play a series of phrases and you're trying to, like, tell a story, but you end them all the same, and part of that is ending on the same target note over and over again, it's a boring story, you know? And so being conscious of that in terms of target note is, I think, very important. So you have to have some different options of different target notes on how to end phrases you know and and if it's a two five one and you're on a major and like we started on that fifth we you learn what that sounds like you the sharp 11 what does that sound like the 13 the nine so that you have an idea of when you're ending the phrase what that's going to do to the tonality to the harmony of where you're ending
1: i was just thinking like a really easy way to kind of analyze this and maybe learn some lessons about how to end phrases yeah is to analyze some melodies of great great american songbook standards you know these people were masters at Setting up our expectations with melody. I'm thinking about like that first phrase ends on the tonic, right? Yep.
0: And New, target. New target. There's a little bit
1: of a more angu- ambiguity ending on the third. Fifth. Doesn't it end on the sixth? Yeah, fifth, sixth. <laughs> but The target but, doesn't matter. But <laughs> the end of that first ending, the end yep. of the first half of the tune does not end on the tonic. It ends right. on a more am- ambiguous right. place. And then, but the end of the whole tune. You know what I mean? Yep. Or. Yep. Ends on the tonic as most of these do. Yep. For right. a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you're coming back home. You're
0: bringing it back home. But that's
1: kind of the, I feel like, the 101 of basic target note construction, melodic construction. It's something to think about. But also, as we said, please don't think about it when you're playing. Right. Right. Just right, right. listen to a bunch of music. If you want to analyze melodies and how they are structured, it, it doesn't get any simpler than Gershwin tunes or Jerome Kern tunes or things like that. Yeah. And you can really see the moves of how these composers crafted their melodies. And then when you get on the bandstand, forget all about it and just try to play what you're feeling.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's it's those are not mutually exclusive. Like you cannot think about it on the bandstand and still be intentional in your approach. And part one way you can do that is just record yourself on the gig. So don't worry about it. Yeah. But if you want to be like, Well, I didn't worry about it, but I feel like I'm still playing playing bland or, or whack target notes, listen back to the record. Yep. Check the transcript, yep. you know. And so that's a great way to develop yourself. Cause then when you hear yourself, you'll start making some automatic adjustments to your target notes if you're getting too rigid i think in your usage of them totally so. true well that was good so yeah. the answer to the question do you even target notes bro is yeah yeah <laughs> kind I, of i guess yeah. <laughs> inconclusive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well good well we are brought to you by open studio uh go to open for all of your targeted notes and targeted lesson needs we've got courses from a bunch of folks beginner uber beginner to uber advanced and you know what if you have any questions reach out to our wonderful customer service department and this is my customer service music you're playing here so until tomorrow you'll hear it